Welcome to the podcast, Work in Design. For me, I think design is either solving a problem or improving on a solution. I actually did design and technology for one of my A-levels, and that was when I started to consider it as a career. I actually was the first girl in my entire school to do A-level tech, and it was really interesting to see how my approach to design and projects was quite different to my peers in the class, and I think that showed that there was opportunity uh, for my way of thinking within the design career path. In this series, we'll discover how you can work as a designer. I'm Kieran Bakewell, and I feel lucky to call design my job. I think it's rewarding work where you can really make a difference. I hope that I can help a new and diverse generation find their way into this fantastic career. I'll be interviewing practicing designers to find out exactly what they do, importantly how they got there, and also discuss some of the amazing opportunities being a designer presents. So if you're a young creative person and you're wondering what jobs could suit you after school, or perhaps you'd already like to pursue a career in design, then this podcast could be for you. If you'd like to find out any more about any of the episodes or interview guests, please visit workindesign.co.uk. Today, I'm joined by Kirsty White. Kirsty's been working in design for over 10 years in various disciplines. She's currently a brand and design director and has held previous roles as director of product innovation and creative directors. On top of all of this, Kirsty's also founded her own luxury watch brand and design studio. So, Kirsty's had a busy and varied career so far. I'm looking forward to hearing about how she has turned creativity into a job. Kirsty, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Great. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. So, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with a question I always like to start with, and it's actually about the word design itself and what that means to you, because I think the word design can sometimes be misused perhaps used to describe something with a a higher value or sometimes used to describe a luxury item which perhaps means some people think the word design is a bit snobby or superficial I don't know so I'm interested in your thoughts Kirsty on how would you describe design well I'll try and keep it quite broad because design is such a huge all-encompassing area but for me I think design is either solving a problem or improving on a solution. So I always used to worry about if I'm designing a chair, a chair already exists, but if you can improve that and enhance somebody's surroundings with it, I think that's how you can apply design. Yeah, and I guess the problem of suspending someone off the ground has already been solved, but a problem could also be a problem for a company that needs to turn a profit, I guess. And, you know, the problem is, how does a chair work for our business? How does a chair work for our factory? How does a chair work for our customers? Yeah, I think it's always fulfilling a need. And sometimes those needs are new, like who would have thought of co-working 20 years ago, and now we're working from home again. So I think there's definitely innovation that constantly occurs as our environments change around us. I think we're getting a, a definite agreement across the board that design is problem solving. So thank you for that. So moving on a little bit, Can you describe what you do now? What's your role now and what does your day-to-day look like? 
Yes, definitely. So in January 23, I just started a new exciting position as brand and design director at an interior design business called Nicola Harding. They are due to launch a complementary product side of the business in April this year. Very exciting. So I'm currently working on, I own all of the brands, so all of the new design, the new logos, the tone of voice, the photography, but then also the range content. So what we're going to be designing and putting in the ranging as well as photographing that product and making sure that product's live and I also work really closely with the product director for launching new product and product development. Wow that's a lot going on there so makes me appreciate you joining us today even more. So just asking a few more questions on that for those who might not understand what a brand and creative director does you know that's visibility across everything a customer might consume, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've had a bit of a squiggly career path to get to there. And so I'm also owning things like PR and marketing. So everything from the brand point of view, everything a customer sees. So uh, what a brand looked like, how the brand talks to the customer, the type of product we sell to that customer, the price point that is at that point. And so it's everything sort of that a customer touches visually or physically. And so I work with the rest of the team to create the right products and the right tone of voice for our customers. That's great. Thank you. And just moving on, A little bit from that, I guess, you know, you mentioned you'd had a bit of a squiggly journey to get to where you are, which we'll go into a little bit more. But have you had any highlights of your career so far? Definitely. There's been some really great things from even studying abroad at university. But then also when I worked at Soho House, I was the creative and design director there for Soho Home and Cowshed. And Cowshed is the beauty side of the business. And I worked on the entire rebrand of that. And that was a a really great product that we were super proud with at the launch. So that was a product that had been around for like 20 years and really needed a refresh. So that was a really great highlight. And then also you mentioned and the the watch brand that my other half and I launched together and I think probably one of the highlights for that was actually being on BBC News Business Live uh, early in the morning so a live interview about running my own business. That's great I guess they were interested in you as an entrepreneur maybe at that point you know someone who's starting their own business trying something new putting their neck on the line kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. When we launched the Watch brand, most of the PR and marketing that we were interested in was about people wanted to know about what it's like working with your partner in business. But this one was actually about women in business. So the journalists were female and asking about how that affects having a day job and also having a side hustle and what our companies that we work for feel about that and how it's improved me as an employee as well as improved what I can do within my own business. How has running your own business as well as working as an employee, how has that improved you as someone as part of another organisation? Well, I think a lot of the time people worry about what employers think that you're maybe you're distracted by running your own business or having your own side hustle. And I really haven't found that the case. I've obviously worked for the right businesses that actually find it really interesting that you're entrepreneurial. And also you are an expert in one area, but you're like a T-shape because I've also got experience from designing a product, writing a blog post, doing a photo shoot, as well as the design element. So you sort of become a little bit of an expert in many areas. And I feel that really helps apply it to your day job because you have a little bit more of a holistic view about everything within the business. And actually, I feel that it's helped me get jobs because people have been really interested about why I've done it and how we managed to succeed. 
Great. And it sounds like you've always been willing to have a go at different things as well. Yeah, I think so. I think that's like definitely one of my takeaways, I'd say, from career advice is uh, try and say yes to as much as possible and immerse yourself within the design community and the design world because you never know what opportunities come up. And within my career, it's just happened to be like I've been at a trade show, I've spoken to this person, I've had a drink with this person here, or I, I've launched a product and then somebody else has seen it. And that's really got me sort of step by step to where I am today. Fantastic. And just sort of talking about what you do now as a creative director, design director, someone who's kind of got a view and a hand in lots of different activities in the business, what are your favourite tools? Uh, I love a list. I love a moleskin and a pen. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. But I do outsource my brain to technology. I'm on my iPhone a lot. Asana for tasks is something that I use frequently. When it comes to actual tools now, I am using Google Docs all the time, sort of a great way of sharing and, and just getting your ideas down, projects that I'm doing. Also, in this more remote way of working, I really love doing brainstorms with Miro, which is like an online way that you can brainstorm or do post-it note working sessions with people working all around the world. So I think those are really handy tools. Right. Sorry, what was that? Miro, that's a, like a collaborative brainstorming software. Yeah, exactly. You can do all different types of brainstorming on there. People can basically write post-it notes. It's just like being in person. It's a really great way of still getting that ideation process going. And it's really interesting to hear about the tools that you use as a design director, as a creative director, and you didn't mention sketching, AutoCAD, or 3D software, or anything like that. And I think that's perhaps something important for people to know as well, that you know, if you're a person that's organized and can bring other creatives together effectively, that's a really powerful way to be involved in design. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sketching, being able to draw is always something that I think will never die out, no matter how good you get on CAD. And I can and I can use AutoCAD, I can use Photoshop, I used to use Rhino, but now um, I've sort of managing people it's been quite a long time and I'm quite rusty. Uh, so now I kind of have people that can do that for me, which is nice. <laughs> So I'd like to talk about your career journey now, how you, how you got to, to where you are. Did you know you always wanted to be a designer or did it come to you? I think I've always wanted to be creative, um, like even as a child making things out of cereal boxes and toilet rolls, you know, I've always been really into um, being creative that way. My treat before bed used to be colouring a page of a colouring book uh, with my mum, so like quiet time. So I've, I've always really loved that. But I think um, up until like A-levels, I actually did design and technology for one of my A-levels and that was when I started to consider it as a career. I actually was the first girl in my entire school to do A-level tech and it was really interesting to see how my approach to design and projects was quite different to my peers in the class and I think that showed that there was opportunity uh, for my way of thinking within the design career path. That's really interesting that so recently you were you were outnumbered like that and taking a level technology at that point do you think you were aware of where and how you could work in design or or did it just seem like a distant thing is there a job as a designer well I think uh, no I think you definitely don't know what jobs are out there I think you're limited by the knowledge of your teachers 
and and of your family and what world you can be immersed in. Like my work experience, I wanted to do something design based and in my hometown uh, there wasn't really anything so I ended up working at a place called Tudor Labels that made uh, labels for packaging and that was like as uh, tech and design based as, as I could find. And also the design sphere for careers is constantly evolving. There's jobs around now that I wouldn't have existed when I was uh, first out there. So I really feel that um, um, it's down to schools and career advice to like really help open up your mind as to what is available when it comes to jobs. And um, just if you see anything on the TV or there's a show that you're watching, you know, read that credits at the end. See the type of jobs that are available out there that you may not have even heard of. So how did you then get your first break into the industry? What happened then between school and beginning to work in design? Yeah, so I did my A-levels. Uh, then I did an art foundation at Nottingham, uh, at De Montfort University. So that was like a year BTEC diploma. And from that, specialised in like the 3D creative. And um, that really helped me choose the degree to go on because I didn't have a clue what to do before that. So I did decorative arts at Nottingham Trent University. So specialising in, it was glass, ceramics, metalwork, tableware, woodwork. I specialised in uh, kiln form glass. Um, got a first, which is nice. Um, and then uh, after that I ended up being offered a, uh, a space as, as a sort of guest student at Kalmar University in Sweden which was a glass design course they were trialing Erasmus scheme and um, I was like yes so that was great so I ended up making some very wonky uh, blown pieces of glass. How did they come to offer you that that position? Well I think the the university was thinking about um bringing in the Erasmus scheme. I think they'd been in touch with this university. Um, my tutor, who was like the head of the year, was actually the glass tutor as well. And he was like, I think it would be great for you. you get some great experience. At the time, I was a bit like, oh, do I want to be working? Go, go abroad. My boyfriend, I won't see him. You know, all of these things. But I'm really glad I took that leap. And it was only for like six months. Um, but also, we had, there were some great briefs. So we worked with some of the biggest glass houses in Sweden, like Oroforge and Costa Boda um, and we actually had uh, briefs um, and worked with them on projects and I was really lucky to be selected as one of the people that actually had all my prototypes made by a glass team of like six people making your stuff so I think seeing that process um, from design to actually do the physical thing uh, really helped me uh, know that is what I really love doing. Then after uni, I then moved to London and then I just got a job in Habitat, just working on the shop floor, earning a princely sum of like six pounds an hour. Uh, I really wanted just to be around uh, good design and then get the opportunity to work in the head office. And um, I'd worked at Habitat for like five years. I'd ended up being like the floor manager of the flagship store that opened on Regent Street. Um, but then I managed to get in the head office um, as a merchandiser. But then also that let me meet the design team and work on design briefs as well so um I think that was like the first step into the career path and I also met my boyfriend there who is a furniture geek as well and I think that really um made me funnel my career because he gave me the belief that it was the right thing for me to, to be doing fantastic so that that was kind of a more of a you found a specialism in kind of interior products there and furniture I guess um and just going back to your I guess I guess in some respects, it's quite a traditional journey from school to, to, to work, you know, school and college and university and very, very similar to my journey, actually. 
what was the most influential part of that? Where where did you find yourself really deciding to move toward design? Um, I think it was probably during my degree where we had a mix of people that wanted to be uh, artisan uh, designer maker. Um, and then as part of that process of designing and making, I really like the fact that I understand what materials could do, but I didn't have the desire to make it myself. And I think that helped me uh, find the path of designing um, for um, like retail or designing for another brand uh, to be able to see. So I think it made me sort of go in that direction rather than having my own workshop at home. In terms of designers and the skills designers have you mentioned at school you were creative you knew you wanted to try and work with your creative skills do you think designers have any kind of common core skills you know anything that people might be able to reflect on themselves and think yeah I might have what it takes yeah I think it's being able to see the bigger picture um, being able to just see I, I mean I was listening to another podcast recently about creativity and it was saying sometimes there's lots of different clouds of lots of different ideas and um, you as the creative person you don't just see those creative clouds you see where they they clash and where they interact and that's where you come up with an idea a creative or a creative design solution and I think you don't have to be able to draw um, don't think of yourself that way I think being a designer is more about creative thinking uh, rather than just being good at putting a piece of paper and a pen to paper. Yeah and I guess it perhaps goes back to our first the first question about what is design and it's problem solving and you know perhaps you're someone that can see a, a cloudy image of something in your mind as to what the solution is sometimes people can be very very good at that but don't, maybe lack some of the practical skills to to communicate that effectively to start you know and that's where you get people who work really well in teams and um, I guess so you don't, you know, that's, it's been interesting for me asking these questions and learning what varied skills you can take to working in design. I guess considering all of your journey, is there any advice you would give to someone who's currently at school maybe or someone who's considering trying to, to work in design? Um, is there any kind of any kind of nuggets of advice you would give there? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, trying to expose yourself to all different types of creativity, um, not just uh, like looking on Instagram, you know, try and get out there and and see exhibitions, uh, try and go to trade shows if there's a particular area of design that you're interested in, talk to the people within that industry because you just don't know what opportunities there are. And I know um, from a close friend's experience that you might meet somebody, there'll be, might be an opportunity for an internship or there might be an opportunity for a competition um, and that can, can propel you into uh, the area of the design career that you're interested in yeah so so getting out there and getting involved I guess and it sounds like your progression has happened through actually being involved with people working with people and seeing those opportunities what kind of value would you place on things like work experience and and practical experience like that 
Yeah, cause I think it's like um, with like an actor or something, you always think there might be an overnight success, but they've been doing something for 20 years to get there. Um, and I think that's very much the case. And I think uh, work experience, if you can get the right type, is really valuable. It's valuable if it shows you what you want to do, but it also can show you what you don't want to do as well. And I think that's also just as valuable. Um, and I think also when it comes to work experience, create your own. Uh, you know, now we can, we're able to design items we're allowed to try items we can launch our own products online so I feel don't feel limited by uh, what you've been told you can do just try and push the barriers yourself yeah just just go and go and try have a go and even if you fail you'll learn from that for the next time and I think that's a, a really important part of uh, design it doesn't have to be perfect first time yeah and I guess I was just thinking about when you said you moved to London um, and how much was that driven by your, I guess, idea that there was going to be more opportunities working in creativity in London? Yeah, I mean, it was a total mix from socially. A lot of my friends were moving to London. Um, I wanted to be somewhere vibrant and um, had the opportunities. And I think um, working uh, from Lincolnshire originally, and then I studied at Nottingham Trent, uh, Nottingham didn't feel big enough for me for what I was interested in. And so that's why I, I moved to London. And I think um, just being exposed to more opportunities and more people uh, did make a difference within my career path. Yeah, and I, get, I think that's that's interesting to me because it seems like what you were following there is not something specific. It's an idea that there's somewhere where I can go and get involved, and and I think that's that's something I'm hearing quite a lot now is just go and go and try something. It's not even if it's not where you might see yourself in 20 years, yeah. you never know what it's going to lead on to. Yeah, exactly. And it might be more fulfilling than your original plans. So I think definitely every stage I've done something in my career, it's just been a little step, a little step, you know, to where I am now. So just moving on now and thinking about design in the future and where design might go and challenges for a new generation of designers. So what what do you think might be some big opportunities and challenges, I guess, for designers in the future? I think um, the answer is the same for both. Um, it's sort of like evolving technologies for things like AI that are happening, you know, chat GPT, uh, doing anything like when you have like all of the AIs that are now designing art in different styles of uh, of the artists. I think um, owning your own IP is where you're going to be able to uh, have your point of difference. Um, and I think that will be quite hard as we become slightly more homogenized into what everybody has access to around them and basically how you can get ahead, like get your head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, but I think that has to come from innovation and innovative thinking um, when the tools around us are evolving. And you mentioned IP there, and that's intellectual property for anyone that um, uh, needs to know that. And do you you mentioned owning your IP there? What experience have you got in ownership of IP, and what what do you can you just describe what you mean by that? Yeah, 
yeah so um for so I think the first thing is is like finding your uniqueness like what makes uh, your innovative way of working or way of thinking different to anything else so I think rather than it being like a trademark uh, what I'm referring to more is setting yourself apart from the competition and I think once you've done that and you are seen out there either in press or online that sort of establishes your intellectual property um, under who you are obviously if you uh, design a products or a um, algorithm or a program or something specific um, then of course you can legally um, protect yourself through having it registered and your own intellectual electoral property but for me um I was referring to more like as setting yourself apart uh, from the competition right great thank you do you think the required skill set for a designer is changing do you think it's it has changed maybe since you joined the industry do you think you can be a designer with different skill sets these days I think ultimately at your core, a designer hasn't changed. But yeah, definitely skill sets uh, makes a big difference. So um, I actually did a degree where you didn't have to do any sort of a 2D or 3D CAD. And I think now that's a standard. Um, and I think that does make a difference because you are now visualizing and making your products. And I think when you go to graduate shows like new designers, you can really see the degrees that have done it well. And um, But I think what's still really important is uh, you need to know that you're using the right materials and you're using them for the right reasons and they've got the right materiality for what you're doing. Like don't design something just because it looks nice and um, design it because it actually will work as well. Great. And you mentioned new designers there, actually. And that's I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, actually. If anyone's interested in going and studying design at university, there is an exhibition once a year. I can't tell you exactly when it is. Normally in the summer. So it's after you've graduated and so you can have time to exhibit your work. But I think it's super important to if you are looking for a degree um, try and check with them that they are a degree show that exhibit there because it is a really amazing platform uh, across two weeks um, from 2D and, and 3D design. And would also be a super informative place to go and visit oh, yeah. if you wanted to kind of see the the output of work from the different universities and it may help you decide where might suit you actually so that could be a really interesting resource for anyone who's trying to make a decision where to go yeah a hundred percent if you're doing your a levels and you're not a hundred percent sure where you want to do your degree just like they have two weeks one is like the 2d um, and textiles element and then the second week is more 3d like furniture design um car design and more engineering but the graduates are there showing their work so not only can you see the the quality of the course you can see the type of projects that you have and you can even speak to the graduates like to see what they actually thought about the degree and how useful it was for their future career paths and you could probably even talk about what they're looking at doing after graduation yeah and who might have been and spoken to them that week and uh what, yeah what opportunities it's given them yeah I know people that have got jobs from that and um they also do awards so it's a really great way to get exposure from key brands so um various brands sponsor um different awards there so um you'll when you walk around you'll see different people have got like little awards next to their um pieces of work and that's a really amazing platform um to step some of designers work above the rest and it's sort of a really great starting point when you're looking on the career path and applying for jobs post-graduation. So is there anything else that you think 
technology wise or you know maybe sort of more kind of wider problems that, that you can see influence in design um well i'm really hoping that um sustainability and uh design and climate change uh, are going to continue to be a huge subject. Going around grad shows, I know this is something that is becoming really important to uh, graduates of today. So I'm really hoping that um, the next generation can do what we fail to do uh, to try and um, make sure that climate change and sustainable product and design are at the forefront of um, all the decision making we make um, to try and make some improvements for the future. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I don't think it's a responsibility designers often realise they have. Designers are responsible for the products, everything we see around us, and therefore what is happening to those products, how are they affecting our environment. So, um, yeah, super important point. Thank you for that. Yeah, like from the materials we use to the way that we use them afterwards and, and how we design products sustainably. Um, I think for me, like when I was talking about like problem solving and a chair is a chair is a chair, um, it's always difficult when you don't want to encourage consumerism. But I think if you are designing something for the right reasons and I try and design something with longevity that people can love and, and enjoy uh, for many, many years rather than sort of a throwaway piece of design. And I think that is quite a bit of responsibility for future designers. Yeah, and that's that I guess is when you mentioned design can sometimes be refining a previous solution and a previous solution of somewhere to sit, the more contemporary solution to that might be, yes, somewhere to sit, but we're going to try and create this product without consuming too much carbon we're going to try and create this product in a way that can be recycled or uh, biodegraded maybe at the end of its life you know so that's a a slightly more contemporary tweak on the old problem okay and one one of the last things i wanted to ask you about is the notion of diversity in the vocation of design it's one of the reasons we wanted to start this podcast and uh, we want to encourage a new generation of designers. And from my perspective, I think that there needs to be a little bit more diversity in uh, certainly from my experience. What What's your experience of diversity, I guess, considering gender and race in, in design? Yeah, well, I've worked in quite a few different areas of design from uh, like retail design to more um, corporate, so B2B, which is like business to business uh, design. And I feel that there is a disparity even in those areas. So I know in B2B, it's very much a white male uh, environment and it's quite unusual to be a, a female in that. Also, if you're interested in manufacturing and the, the actual making process of products, which I I'm like a total factory geek. I love going to factories and, and seeing how things are made. And sometimes it can be quite unusual still to be a, a woman walking around the factory knowing what you're talking about as well. I always feel like I have to um, be extra technical just to show that I really know what I'm talking about. I think diversity is starting to improve when it comes because there's more types of design it's not just like you're like in the 50s when you were like a architect draftsman and it was like a room full of men I think creative thinking and design is now much more open uh, and I think the thing is it's, it's not so it, there's so many different ways you can apply design now and I'm hoping that 
people can see it as a um, a good career path uh, to that has prestige um can make a difference and also you can earn money doing it as well because I know that sometimes that's a factor uh, so some whether somebody wants to go into that career great thank you for that and it's a it's a difficult question and a difficult a difficult area I guess and it's it's one of the reasons why I asked the question what how would you describe the word design just to kind of maybe break down some of those preconceptions about it being a bit of a superficial industry it's not at all it's a serious problem solving career you know and can take you to some amazing places so i'd just like to finish now on something a bit more lighthearted and just ask you if there is anything that springs to mind that you hold in really high regard as a great piece of design oh it's so hard it's so hard to make <laughs> this choose one thing like I was thinking about um I love going to the Victoria and Albert Museum and having a walk around like the furniture floor and the and the the rooms there and I was trying to think of like one thing I like I've always been a fan of um Eames designs and so I think like something like the DSR chair is something that's a quite a synonymous design it hasn't changed for like over 50 years it's something you still see in homes um I'd probably go with that one uh, as a I don't own any unfortunately but uh, you know I can dream in the future <laughs> yeah and and like you say incredible design that it's it was designed in the middle of the last century and people still cover that item now and buy it and put it in contemporary homes so yeah, great choice. Yes, it's definitely stood the test of time. It's something sustainable design-wise that I think is a good example. So, Kirsty, that kind of brings us to an end. Thank you for your time. Some great answers there and hopefully some really useful information for anyone interested in, in working in design. Again, thank you for your contribution and I will chat to you again soon. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much and best of luck to everybody out there um, looking to go into a design career. It's really rewarding. I recommend it. Great. Thank you very much. Cheers.